0: In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, I'm talking, we're gonna be teaching a little bit about fasting this morning uh, and how the devil cannot stand it whenever we fast and what the devil is trying to do whenever he tempts us. In Matthew chapter 4, verse 1, the word says, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. Now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Lord, I pray that you would touch me today. I pray that you would open up our hearts and our ears in this moment of the word, I pray that we can apply this word to our life and you would touch us and you it would change our lives forever. Let your hand rest upon me today in your name. Amen. You may have heard uh, the phrase or you may uh, you may even remember seeing it on a teacher's uh, bulletin board uh, back in those days. Uh, and the little saying says, attitude determines altitude. Attitude determines altitude. Attitude, the way that you treat yourself, the way that you treat others, your behavior, um, the, the the way that you look at things in life, can determine how high and how far you go in this thing called life. Amen. But as we are discussing fasting today, let me offer a. a a little uh, adjusted phrase to you, that your appetite determines your advancement. What you are hungry for, your appetite determines your advancement and affects your assignment. What you are hungry for determines your advancement and affects your um, assignment in life, what God wants you to do. I referenced this scripture that I read earlier a couple of weeks ago, When I was talking about the lust of the eye and the lust of the flesh and the pride of life. And this verse says that the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. The the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness. To be tempted by Satan, you, I want you to understand that this is prior to Jesus's public ministry. This is prior before uh, there were uh, he had performed any miracles. He he had no disciples at this moment, and Jesus was leading him into a season of preparation. The Bible said he was being led into a place of temptation. But get this, what Satan was going to use to tempt Jesus, God was going to use to train Jesus. What Satan was doing to tempt Jesus, God was using to train Jesus. And a lot of times we ask, people will ask, even Christians will ask, why would God allow his son to go through something, a season like that? Why would God allow, why why did God allow Job to go through what he went through? In his life? Why, why does God allow people on earth to go through low valleys and climbing mountains and why does he allow us to go through things? And the answer is that when God sees that a temptation or when God sees that a trial is going to be an asset to your life he will allow you to go through some things. Amen? If, if it was going to harm you God would not allow it but if it was going to Jeremiah 29 11 you for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper plans to give you a hope and a future when God looks at a trial that is ahead of you when God looks at the season or the mountain ahead of you if he looks at it and it will prosper you it will give you hope or it will open a door for your future guess what God will allow you to go through it if you are in a test this morning, if you are in a valley this morning, if you are going through a season this morning, look around. Guess what? It is actually for your good. Why? Because God is allowing you to go through it. That means it's going to prosper you, it's going to give you hope, and it's going to give you a future. If you are in a valley this morning, the word says yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Guess what? If you are in a valley, good news, you are going to make it through. Look at your neighbor say, you're going to make it through. You are going, look at your neighbor. Y'all need to wake up this morning. I'm about to really preach to somebody. You need to look at your neighbor and say, wake up. You're going to make it through the valley. But so many times people in the church, even us Christians, when we find ourselves in a season, in a low moment, we will quote that scripture like, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But whenever you get this principle that if God is allowing me to go through it, it is for my good. Whenever you get that principle in your spirit this morning, you will no longer be walking around like, yay, though I walk. Instead, you'll be saying, yay, why, why? Yes, I am walking. I'm not going to fall. Why? Because God sees a purpose. Somebody needs to help me preach this. That was good this morning. Why? Yay, though I walk. Yes, I'm walking. I'm going to walk through this season. Yay, I I'm in a valley, but guess what? I see hope coming my way. I see doors opening to my future. Yay, I may not see it right now. Yay, everybody may be telling me to quit, but I'm going to walk and I'm not going to stumble. Yay, I may be in a valley right now, but the Spirit is undergirding me, and I'm not going to fall because the Spirit is upholding me. The Lord is upholding me with His righteous right hand. Yes, I may be walking through it, but if God allows it, he wants to use it for add value for my life. So the Spirit leads Jesus into the wilderness. This season, for 40 days and for 40 nights, and while the Spirit was leading him, he was fasting. If you want to be led this year, you will need to be Fasting. If you truly want to be led by the Spirit, you need to be fasting. You need to be fasting. Get this. The wilderness, in the wilderness, Jesus is tested by the flesh. Fast forward a few years to the Garden of Gethsemane. What happened? He was tempted in the same way. He said, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. You need to get this. It's easier to do it in the garden when you learned it in the wilderness. It's easier to be successful in a garden when you learn the trial in the wilderness. A garden is a place of of, of vegetation. The garden is symbolic of harvest. It's It's where produce sprouts. It's a place of productivity. It's not a stagnant place. Place. the garden is a place where things are sprouting up a garden is a place of harvest because God will use the wilderness to train you for a garden that you don't even know that you're going to go through but if you learn it in the wilderness that thing will not overcome you in the garden, amen God wants to for you to learn something in this season of wilderness so whenever you get to a garden you do not quit but you reap the harvest, listen, wherever Every time you find yourself in a season of the garden, a productive season, a season when you look around, it's just like things are happening, the devil is near. And he will do everything that he can to tempt you, to get you out of that season. God is all about preparing his people. The Spirit took Jesus into the wilderness for 40 days and for 40 nights. And the Word says, Jesus was hungry. He was hungry, y'all. Can you imagine nothing for 40 days? Some of you can't even eat without 40 minutes, and you're already hungry. 40 days and no food, 40 days and nothing, 40 days days and the word says Jesus was hungry that one sentence is, is is it has so much meaning right here because that one sentence was proving that Jesus was humanity here on earth he was going through what we go through and notice what the devil did he didn't go for his hunger but he went right to his pride he went right to his identity he said if you are the son of God why are you hungry if you are are the Son of God, prove it to me. Listen, I want to tell you something. We 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 are big on declaring who we are, and we need to know that. But this year, it's not going to be enough for you to know who you are. You, yes, you need to know I am a child of God. Yes, I've been saved. Yes, I've been redeemed. Yes, yes, I've been washed in the blood. But this year, it's not enough just for you to know. But this year, you're gonna to have to let Satan know who you are. You're gonna have have to look in Satan's eyes and say don't touch me I am a child of God let me remind you this morning I have been saved let me remind you this morning Jesus died on the cross for me let me remind you this morning that the tomb is empty let me remind you this morning that the blood still has the power it's not enough just for you this year but this year you've got to let Satan know this is who I am look what Jesus did Verse three, now when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written. These three words is going to get somebody through this year. It is written. Satan, I don't care what you say, I know the word. It is written. The gates of hell shall not prevail against me this year, Satan. It is written. I am more than a conqueror through him that has loved me. Why? Because it is written. Some of you need to write that on top of your notes. You need to write it on your forehead. So whenever you look at yourself in the mirror, you remind yourself it is written. He said, it is written. Written Every time he was tempted, he said, sorry, it is written. What he was doing was he was saying, listen, I know I am starving right now. I know I am hungry. I know I am tired. I know I am mentally and physically exhausted. I know you are tempting me, but the authority concerning the decision that I make will not be my emotions in a weak point, but instead it will be the word of the Lord. You got to get this this year. The devil will come to you whenever you are tired and weary. He will come to you in the middle of a fast and say, You might as well just go ahead and give up. But this year, you need to be like Jesus and say, Guess what? The authority concerning the decision will not be my emotions, but I will make decisions based on it is written. He was saying, No matter how hungry I am, sorry, it is written. No matter No matter what woman comes in front of me, no matter what man puts in front of me, no matter what job, no matter what fortune or fame is put on the table, sorry, guess what? It is written. No matter how desperate I am, no matter how many followers I want, sorry, Satan, it is written. He was saying, Satan, I see what you're trying to do to me. I I know what you did to Adam and Eve. You got them to eat from the tree and now here you are years later trying to get me to do the same thing cuz you know who i am you know the power that i have you know where i came from you know who my daddy is you know who i am you know what i you know you you know what god wants to do with me and you also know that you don't have the authority over me so now since you don't have the authority over me since you don't have that authority you're trying to get me to make a decision that will destroy me because you can't do it. Are you following this? This is how marriage is split. This is how adultery happens. Everything is good. And then Satan comes in at a weak moment and he will get you, husband, to make a decision in your weakness. Why? Because he can't destroy you. But if he can get you to make a decision and do the work for him, somebody needs to get this today. You know you don't have the power. You know you don't have the authority. So since you don't have the authority over me, he's saying you keep trying to make Get me to make a decision that will destroy me because you can't do it. You're trying to get me to self-destruct because you cannot destruct me. You know you don't have the power to destroy me. So you're trying to get me to make a decision in my weakness so it will destroy myself. The serpent could not kick Adam and Eve out of the garden. And he knew that. So what did he do? He got them to make a decision that would do the work for him. This is how Satan operates. This is how Satan destroys people's life. This is how Satan destroys people's ministry. Churches, pastors of tens of thousands of people, they fall. How? Because in a moment, Satan got them to make a decision. And before you know it, it's gone. Why? Because he doesn't have the authority to do it himself. He needs you in a moment of weakness to make a decision that will do the work for him. The devil cannot destroy you. Tell yourself, the devil cannot destroy me. Say it out loud. The devil cannot destroy me. Look at your neighbor and say, the devil cannot destroy you. He may tempt you. He may try to get you to make a decision. But only we can destroy ourselves. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Get this Jesus didn't say, I ain't hungry. He was hungry, he did not deny his hunger. Sometimes you don't have to deny that you want followers. You don't have to deny that you want a relationship. You don't have to deny something like that. He didn't deny it, but guess what? His hunger, he was more hungry for his assignment than anything that the devil had to offer him. What are you hungry for? Would you sell yourself for a bowl of soup? What are you really hungry for? If the devil were to put that thing in front of you right now, would you grab it? If he were to put that amount of money, you give me a million dollars, I'll do it. Anybody ever said that? What do you really want? What are you really hungry for? Have you ever been somewhere and you were so hungry? You felt like you could eat your own flesh. Anybody ever been there? Y'all lying. I've seen some of y'all eat. I've seen I've seen the food of your pictures, the pictures of your food on Facebook. We got some of them in here. You know who you are. But you were so hungry, you're like, "I'm going to eat my arm off. I'm starving. I can't I can't do it. I, I can't go any further, Lord. I'm starving." But whenever you got to the table, somebody brought food to you, and you were like, "Oh my gosh, I'll just, I'll just take some water. I'm not hungry anymore. I'll just take some water." I was told first service. I was watching a video far flung tin can there, uh, South America somewhere right now, I do believe, and they're 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 eating guinea pig. Like no, give me some bacon. I'm like, I ain't doing it. I was in India for a couple weeks, years ago, so hungry. I don't like curry, and curry don't like me. But whenever you're starving, and somebody puts goat curry in front of you, I ain't doing it. I ate breakfast bars for weeks. I stepped off that plane in America. I'd lost 15 pounds in 14 days. Imagine this, 15 less pounds. My rings were falling off me. My pants were falling off of me. And every time they would put something in front of me, I'm just like, I'll just, I'll just take the water. I'll just take the water. And while to some that 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 may not seem or that may seem like bad manners to some people, you know, you just eat whatever you put in front of them. But listen, whenever you are in the spirit, you've got to get to a place where there are some things that you will not eat. You don't care. There are some things that the devil puts on your plate that you will not partake of. There are some conversations that you will not sit and partake of. There are some jokes that you will not sit and listen to. There are some people that you will not talk to. There are some girls that walk by you, God, you don't need to be looking at. This is the year where no matter whenever the devil puts it on your plate, you will not partake of it. Instead, you just say, give me some water. I'll just take the water. Even though I'm hungry, I don't I want it, even though I want fame, I'm not going to take it. Even though I want followers, even though I want my own church, even though I want a million dollars, I don't care. I can tell the devil put it there, it's not good for me. I will not partake of it. Instead, just give me some water. You know what the water is symbolic of? The water is symbolic of the Holy Ghost in the scripture. You've got to get to a place this year, you say, You know what? I don't want nothing, Lord. Just give me the Holy Ghost, Lord. Let me get in the water, Lord. Let me get in the river, Lord. Let me soak in your presence. I may be hungry, but give me your presence. I may want this, Lord, but I don't want none of that until I get in your presence. Come on, somebody. I just want some water. Ben help me out. I'm hungry, but my calling is coming before my desires. Let me get in his presence. I know it looks good, I know it looks fine. I know that I know I know I always thought that she was the one of my dreams but Lord I can tell right now the devil put that on my plate and until I get in the presence and until I pray through it, I don't want any of it. The question is. How do we manage our appetite like Jesus did? There are a lot of people beginning of year, you start dieting and you start going through this, this, trying to manage your appetite. But how do we stay focused and know when the devil is trying to get us to make a decision that will destroy us? Jesus was human, he was hungry. He was feeling all the emotions and the pains of a human being and when the devil was trying to get him to make a decision that will destroy us he was doing it Jesus was human when all of this was going on when all of this was going on he was denying himself and he was doing that just as an example so we can look at this story and see how it all happened he said it is written the only way that we can do what Christ did here is to have the appetite that Christ had in that moment that means that all that all we need we all need an appetite adjustment some days in our life we need to adjust our appetite to the place where it says god i want you more than anything is that your appetite god i want you more than anything i want you more than that raise i want you more than that promotion that means lord i want you more than anything this is a daily task how many of you have ever started a diet at breakfast and it was over by supper? Come on. We got some liars in here. Somebody, somebody about to get set free today. I feel deliverance. It's a daily task. How do I know when I need to curve my appetite? These are two telltale signs. If you always wanted God more, if your appetite was where it needed to be, prayer wouldn't be a problem for you. Yeah, I felt that one. You ever get up and it's hard to pray? You need to curve your appetite. Because Satan's saying, oh, you don't need to pray today. Then it'll be a week. You don't need to pray today. It'll be a You haven't prayed in months. You don't need to pray. I got you. it's difficult for you to pray you need to curve your appetite if you always had a Christ appetite, a Jesus Christ appetite guess what, reading the word wouldn't be a problem for you ever difficult for you just to give you five minutes of your time you can't even sit down in front of your word and read two sentences before you're like oh my gosh, what time is it oh my gosh, I got this today oh my gosh, the kids are here, oh my gosh If that's you, you need to curve your appetite. You need to fast and focus, but there are some days that you don't understand, Pastor. There are some days when the things of this world, the things of life, they are calling my name. There are some days when I just want to sleep in and I don't want to pray. There are some days when I'd rather drink my problems away than pray through them. You don't understand, Pastor. I'm more hungry for the attention of people than I am for the attention of God. Oh, God, Lord, you don't understand. Today, I'd, I'd, I'd rather TikTok than to get my life on his clock. Oh, Lord. Lord, you don't understand, Pastor. I'd rather be up in everybody's business than have the God up in my business. And there are days when your appetite cannot get you out of the wilderness. Why have you been in that wilderness so long? Look at your appetite. And that is why we fast. And that is where God adjusts our appetite. You don't need an adjusted appetite to fast. You don't need to be holy to fast. If you're not holy, you are the one that needs to be fasting. Can I get an amen? We don't you don't you don't have to have an adjusted appetite to fast, but when you go to the Lord, you're saying, Lord, I need you to adjust my appetite. I need you to peel some things off of me. I need to get in focus with you. Satan spent so Satan spent time in heaven himself, and he knows that God is all about timing. Satan's time is always whenever you are at your weakest point. Take note. The devil didn't appear on day two of the fast. <laughs> he didn't appear on day twenty, day forty, when Jesus was like, "I don't know about this. I don't know about this ministry stuff. I don't know if I'm cut out for this. Who am I going to preach to? I don't. Even, I don't. Even, I don't even have a disciples. I don't have a church. I don't even know what I'm." <laughs> He came to him whenever he was tired and weary, mentally gone, physically gone, and he came to him at his weakest point. The enemy will always attack you at your weakest moment. Stand with me today. There are some people in this room, you are you you you've been at a weak moment. You have been, you've been right. You've been right there at making a decision that will, that, that will totally change the trajectory of your life in a negative manner. You, you, you've been right there where you started to drink again. You thought about it. You started to smoke again. You, start, you started to do drugs like, like, like You were right there at it. But let me tell you something. The, it is written. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And I am tired of seeing Christians fall when they know the word of the Lord and they know that it is written. If he can ever get you at a weak moment, if he can ever get you to make a decision, if he can ever get you there, Lord, I pray for the people today. People going through a season people going through people that feel like they're climbing up on the rough side of the mountain people that feel like they're in the lowest valley people that people that feel like they have nowhere to go people that feel like they've been in a wilderness and they haven't seen you they haven't heard from you and they are on the verge and the and, and the devil is tempting them with everything and here they are they once had a victorious life but now they're in the wilderness they, 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 they once lived that mountaintop life but now they're in the valley And they're walking around like, yay, though I walk. Lord, teach them right now, oh God, that what Satan meant to tempt, you are using to train." And if they can learn it right now in the wilderness, there's a garden that's waiting, and they will not be overtaken. But there's a harvest that's waiting on the other side of that garden. If you're in this place today with as heads are bowed and eyes are closed, and you say, you know what? I've been in a season. I've been tempted. You know what? I've been I've been in a valley for so long. I've been in the wilderness. I've I've been looking around. It's like nobody understands where I'm at. I've been in this season of questioning the Lord, questioning my call, questioning God's will. I've been in a season of just feeling like, am I ever gonna get out of this place? If you're here today, I'm not gonna call you for but I just want to know who I'm praying for. If that's you, will you just raise up your hands? I want to pray for you today. I see your hands up everywhere. I see you, I see you, I see you. Lord, Lord, I pray, Lord, right now for these well or so hands that are raised God Lord I pray right now Lord as they are in this season of life Lord it feels like they can't push anymore it feels like they can't pull anymore it feels like they can't walk anymore Lord they just Lord they just feel like they're about to die in the valley Lord I pray Lord that right now Lord that you remind them it is Written That you remind them that they are more than a conqueror because you have loved them and it is written in your word. Remind them, Lord, that what the devil is trying to tempt them with, you are trying to train them for a future garden of harvest. Lord, remind them of that today. Let them not waver. Let them not crumble today, Lord, but strengthen them.